0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters podcast season two, episode number eleven. Tegan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, got some cool new Star Wars Five E content, so just, just kind of enjoy looking through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you also, I know you picked up uh, Foundry Virtual Tabletop recently, yeah?
1: I did. Yeah, so actually, I'm going to be running a little one shot with it in a couple weeks, uh, so to kind of try it out just from the DM side of it. But uh, it's been pretty fun to play with so far.
0: Yeah, great system. Um, kind of roll into our announcements here. Uh, of course, everyone, uh, make sure to check us out, dungeonjedimasters.com, so you can access all of our content through their links to all of that, uh, this podcast, uh, Twitch channel, YouTube, etc. Uh, but speaking of YouTube, kind of that transition from Foundry, uh, we did have a new video recently to help players uh, build a character in Foundry Virtual Tabletop. I'm going to be running a one-shot... Uh, well, it'll be... Saturday uh prior to this podcast but uh we're using Foundry have some new players for that so just to going over the functions on how that works uh it's very cool it's simple it's just drag and drop for the most part with the compendium built in um so yeah but i think uh s- potentially still uh with this podcast it, we might miss it uh there was a sale on the Foundry uh, virtual tabletop so if you were you know looking for that hopefully you took advantage of that with your one year anniversary but uh, yeah Beyond that, uh, other announcements here, um, you know, one of those other things you can access on uh, DungeonJediMasters.com is our Patreon way to support our podcast, hosting, uh, developing content, and things like that. And uh, we have a few new patrons that we'd like to give a shout out to. So three new members in the Tier 2 category, uh, Nick, John, and Eunice, uh, thank you to you. And then Tier 3, Michael so a big thanks to you all for supporting us in that way and uh, as uh, many of you patreons know and those if you're interested uh, there's a lot of benefits with that patreon membership including uh, our exclusive uh, adventure that we're putting together this year so tegan that uh, next chapter is out with the release of this podcast so tell us um, where that story goes next
1: Definitely. So the next part of the story, if you guys have been keeping up with the campaign, you're kind of fighting against the Sith Empire to to help uh, liberate Alderaan. Uh, This next chapter is going to be dealing with uh, eliminating a little of a Sith uh, droid weapon that they've come up with. Uh, So the party will get to investigate, find out more about uh, the droids and kind of their capabilities, uh, and then hopefully take down the factory that's been kind of mass producing them uh, and threatening the Alderaanian space.
0: Yeah, sounds like a good one. I uh, look forward to adding that to the collection and uh, keeping this uh, plot point going on, as we as we said. So this will be, you know, you can pick up in these middle sections wherever you want, do them in a different order, kind of how the party leads. So fun little aspect there to that. So uh, additionally, and uh, somewhat related to the Patreons, uh, so we're going to have a, we, we set up a merchandise store. We've had some requests for that, uh, t-shirts and things like that. So. I've got that up and running uh, should be full functioning by now and all patreon members any tier one two or three uh, will be given access to a 10 percent discount on any of their purchases so uh, patrons uh, you should see that by now uh, before this podcast and you'll just have a code to enter when you order to give that discount but a uh, good selection of items on there t-shirts sweatshirts a uh, couple other accessories some drink wear so that'll be at shop dot dungeon jedi dot com if you want to grab some uh, djm swag for yourself as well i think that's everything on our end we can switch over to uh the two uh, content releases for Star Wars 5e. Uh, we have a DM tool in a weapon calculator and then a operative archetype. Uh, first up, I'll go over this weapon calculator. So essentially, as I said, it's a tool for the DM, something that a player isn't going to really utilize in any way, um, only if they want to just check it out. But uh, it's... it's with the way that the weapons were rebalanced in star wars 5e this was the system that they used to do so so if you want to come up with a new weapon give it a certain damage type or certain uh properties etc costs uh this calculator will help you do that you can go in and and as you start putting in the information you know i think the the different numbers will adjust and and say all right if, if you want to have this much damage on this weapon and all these other properties uh to balance it you ha- it has to cost x or if you want to bring your cost down you have to adjust these other factors so just a tool that you know it's something that's already kind of used behind the scenes when the team is developing things and uh, galley put that out there for everyone to play around with. so check that out if you like uh, i believe that's linked on both the in the discord and then the subreddit. Uh, the other half is the operative uh, archetype bolstering practice, a pretty cool new archetype for the operatives. Tegan. if you want to tell us about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So the bolstering practice is a fun one. Uh, This is going to be kind of a if you're playing an operative that wants to buff the party. uh, So it's kind of a cool one where you get to mix uh, kind of a little support class into your operative. Uh, Basically, it's called the bolstering practice. Uh, Level three, you get two kind of cool abilities. Uh, My favorite is uh, the articulate authority uh, ability that you get at level three. Uh, Basically, what this is going to do is whenever you use a cunning action uh, to dash, disengage or hide, you can give a number of friendly creatures up to your charisma modifier uh, within 30 feet of you uh, an additional option that they can use with their reaction. Uh, So it's gonna be based off whatever you chose to do. So if you chose to dash, you can give them the dash option which allow them to move up to half their movement speed as long as they stay within 30 feet of you, Uh, or that you chose to disengage they can then move up to five feet away from a creature, Uh, It would still provoke an opportunity attack but that attack would have disadvantage. Uh, or if you chose to hide, which is, this is a pretty sweet one, if it works for you, uh, the, the creature that you chose to hide against, uh, they will have, uh, the person that you gave the bolstring practice to will have advantage against the creature you chose to hide against for their first attack before the end of their next turn. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. There's some good options you can give to your team, especially the operative. You're probably going to be using your uh, cutting action most, if not every turn. So kind of a good way to help bolster the party, give them some more movement, or if you're chasing something, this could be a really good way to help them catch it pretty easily. Uh, Otherwise you get uh, some cool options for your sneak attack as well. Uh, So you get the fire team commander, which is gonna allow you to trade up to two snake attack dice, so pretty similar to a lot of the operative classes, but this one's going to give you things to bolster the party. Uh, so you can either do the fortified strike to give some more HP or temporary HP, I should say, to a party member. Uh, you could do a Firming strike, which is going to allow you to uh, kind of help a, custom, a creature that has been uh, charmed or frightened. Uh, this would actually allow you to uh, just remove uh, that effect on them uh, or bolstering strike, uh, which is going to allow you to uh, basically deal additional damage for an ally that does a kind of attacks that creature next turn. They'll be able to do some additional damage to the creature. Uh, so just some cool ones, especially if you wanted to make an operative who's more of a commander type, this can be a, a fun way to keep all the cool operative stuff but then get that flavor in there too.
0: Yeah, another uh, great addition there, and I think, you know, especially following up our last episode as we talked about uh, doing things around the battlefield and whatnot, uh, this really fits into that and just kind of takes that a step further, so kind of pretty timely there. Uh, Great addition. So uh, we can get into today's episode. Uh, We're going to talk about the fighter class, a spotlight on that class, uh, one we haven't covered yet. Uh, Definitely some... Some big changes to this class in Star Wars 5e from its traditional uh, 5e counterpart and uh you know it's it's just a kind of a you know probably a core class to to 5e system in general um you know when people think about uh, the basics of the game you know you're going to have that fighter the the person that goes in and, and whether it's you know melee style range style uh they're going to do some damage and um, you know, that's their key role. So, but, the uh, fighter class, uh, lots to it, lots of, uh, options there. And, um, you know, especially with its, uh, fighting styles is a big aspect of that. It's, it's, you know, extra, extra, extra attacks that we'll get into as well and all that. So Tegan, uh, let's just, as we do start with the, you know, core features of the class looking at, um, you know, what it gains with, uh, maybe the, skills i think that they get or, or proficiencies all that stuff uh out the gate what do we see with that first
1: definitely uh so this is uh, the fighter class pretty similar to at least uh, with the initial outlook uh the base 5e class uh but this is really one of the ones they've really put some of the most enhancements and fun to it uh starting off though pretty similar loadout you're gonna get a 1d10 hit die for the fighter uh so uh kind of really Good HP, you're going to probably be frontlining, or with uh, Star Wars, there's a lot more range, so you can still even hang back and have some good HP in case you take a few blaster bolts. Uh, nice thing, though, is you get all armor, so you can do heavy armor, uh, any type of armor you want to. Uh, distinction, though, you don't get all weapons, but you do get all blaster and all vibro weapons. So the only thing that's left off is light weapons, uh, but there are definitely ways you can pick up a kind of proficiency in of a lightsaber, though, in case you wanted to have that as your flavor for the fighter. Uh, get some decent strength uh, saving throws, you get strength and constitution, uh, and then you get to pick two skills from like kind of the more athletic bend. So you get the acrobatics, animal handling, athletics, uh, insight, intimidation, perception, survival. Uh, so definitely Your core stats as a fighter, either gonna be between strength and dexterity, uh, and then constitution as your backup one. Uh, So you definitely wanna make something you can play with that too. Uh, But the nice thing with fighter is they're pretty, unless you pick one of the archetypes that revolves against another stat, you're pretty model line stat dependent. Uh, So your strength or dexterity is gonna be your core stat. So it frees you up a little bit with your distribution because you wanna have a decent con, but uh, you can also pick that if you wanna make somebody charming or make them very perceptive or intelligent, you have a little bit of more free reign to play with some of those additional social stats just to make sure they're fitting into where you want to go with it. But Otherwise, that's kind of what you get to load out with. So that's uh, kind of your pre-level or your level one gear. Uh, but the nice thing at level one, is pretty set level for a fighter is one of the reasons I think i one of the more multi-class uh, into as well because the first few levels are just jam-packed with them. Uh, but at level one, you're also going to get to start and pick your own fighting style. Uh, we're going to be doing a video a little, or a podcast a little bit later going over the different fighting styles and masteries. Uh, but this is a huge area where Star Wars 5e differs from just the regular D&D. With these Star Wars 5-E fighting styles, there's so many options and so many different ways you can really customize your character to be able to kind of have different impacts on a battle. Uh, So really take a good look at these. Uh, There's a lot of ways you can kind of really go through and just build out a character that really can accomplish what you set them out to do. Uh, you also at level one get second win, which is going to be good for you, because you're going to be probably taking a good bit of hits. Uh, so second one's going to allow you to use your bonus action to heal uh, 1d10 HP plus your fighter level. Uh, so it's a good way, especially if you're going to be in to think of it, uh, keep your action economy, but get some healing in there uh, to kind of keep you on your feet fighting as long as you can. Moving into that, uh, level two is, so uh, with that, you're going to get one of the signature abilities for the fighter, uh, Action Surge. Uh, So this is going to be one of the big game-changing abilities. Uh, It starts off uh, once per short rest use, uh, but level 17, you can get an additional use for it. Uh, The nice thing with this is it's going to allow you on your turn, uh, if you Action Surge, you can do another action. Uh, So a full action. uh, So basically this will allow you to, if you can attack twice, so with your extra attack, you can use another action to get two more extra attacks. Or if you had to use something with your action, if you needed to dash or hide or dodge, this is going to let you go in and still do another whole action on top of it. Uh, This is kind of the the holy grail for the fighters. It really gives you a lot of versatility and damage output or whatever you really need to do in that moment. Uh, So this is definitely kind of a or feature to pay attention to if you're rolling a fighter. Uh, the other big thing you get level two too is this is another Star Wars 5e uh, exclusive piece for it. Uh, you get to add maneuvers uh, in as well for your uh, the fighters. So. In regular D&D, this is locked for the Battlemaster, but with Star Wars 5E, you're actually going to get a couple of these, regardless of the fighter class you choose. Uh, So you'll notice, too, with them, they kind of scale with your proficiency. Starts off at a D4, but uh, as you progress through the levels, it moves all the way up to a D12. Uh, you initially began with only two superiority or superior dice uh, and two maneuvers known, uh, but this is a good way too. You're going to be a fighter, kind of a master of different combat techniques. This is going to be a le- cool way to let you build that out without being locked into taking the battle master or tactical uh, specialist uh, in this system definitely check that out. There's uh, cool maneuvers in there, so just kind of go through and see what will fit for your PC as you build them out. Uh, And one thing I recommend too is just kind of taking a look at the fighting styles and masteries you're going to be taking as a fighter, uh, and then kind of picking and choosing some of those best maneuvers that may complement them. Uh, They can be kind of a good way to just make sure your character flows flavor-wise, but also can do some uh, pretty good damage or battlefield control output as well.
0: Yeah, good, uh, good initial few, a uh, couple levels there for the fighter, Tegan. Uh, you know, coming up here to level three, as you mentioned there a little bit, the Fighting Mastery. Uh, would be another thing that you get um so as i said we're gonna we're gonna go into depth about the styles and masteries in another episode but as a fighter in level three you will uh be able to grab your first uh mastery there and then of course at level three as with most uh all of our classes you get your archetype or for fighters uh a specialty is what it's called uh, just to you know further expand uh what your fighter is going to narrow in on um, and, uh, we'll go over those a little bit later here, uh, after we get done with the core features. So, but still, uh, lots to go with, uh, this class, uh, including, you know, one of its, uh, core features here with the fighter that kind of, you know, ramps up later on. Uh, so Tegan, tell us, uh, after, uh, level, well, after three, we hit uh, the ability score improvement at four, and then uh, various levels. Actually, if you want to touch on that, because uh, Fighter get that, I believe, a little more than other classes, yeah?
1: Definitely. So that's one of the cool things with Fighter. Uh, so you're going to get this a lot more. Uh, so pretty much every two levels, uh, you get access to an ABI increase. Uh, so you get one at level four, six, eight, uh, look gap there, 12, uh, and then 14th. Uh, uh, then 16th, and then 19th as well. Uh, so the nice thing with this, uh, as I mentioned, fighters are pretty kind of single stat dependent, depending on the archetype you pick. Uh, so this is going to let you, depending on how your DM's doing stats or doing feat increases, uh, it's going to allow you to pick up some good feats regardless. Uh, even if you have to just get the kind of standard two ABI or feet, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to pick up some cool feats. Uh, and the nice thing with fighter is there's a lot of feats, and we'll kind of go into that later, uh, that could really fit you just depending on what build you're going with. Uh, So this is a big one to keep in mind. Uh, So just kind of take a look at it and kind of turn out where you want to do your ABI increases, where you want to get your feats, just so you can really get something cool pulled together for it. Uh, And then after that ABI, you get the kind of the fighter's cornerstone feature, uh, extra attack. Uh, So fifth level, you're going to be able to attack uh, twice instead of once when you take that attack action. Remember, one thing to always remember, I've seen some new people kind of uh, forget this, uh, is if you do use action surge, it's a full action that you get. So you could still take two attacks on that action surge. So that bumps you up. If you're not doing two uh, dual wielding fighting, uh, you'll be able to do four attacks uh, just using your action surge. Uh, at level five. So keep that in mind. fighters are great for just piling on the damage. So that's gonna really give you some cool options just to really kind of stand out there, get some good burst damage in. Uh, after that, though, it kind of slows down with some of the, uh, the features. Uh, level nine, you're gonna pick up Indomitable. Uh, basically, for this is gonna allow you to do this uh, once per a long rest. Uh, but if you fail a saving throw, you can uh, reroll it. Uh, so this is going to be good because sometimes uh, fighters may not always have the, the best supporting stats. So if you do fail, it's like a wisdom saving throw or intelligence, this is going to give you another crack at it. To, uh, hopefully get you out of the, the danger. Uh, moving there, you go to level 11, which is where fighters kind of get crazy. Uh, you get greater extra attack. Uh, there's a little bit of a difference with this between regular D and D2, and I'll kind of go over that. Uh, the similarities, this changes your attacks from two to three when you take an attack action. So same thing with uh, action surge, that bumps you up to another three you can do with that action surge. So you can just pretty much just rain blows on people. Uh, but the cool thing with this one, it's different than our regular 5e is how it interacts with double and two weapon fighting. Uh, so with this, uh, if you use double or two weapon fighting, uh, you can actually make two attacks instead of one on your bonus action. Uh, so just really lets you do a ton of attacks. Uh, and especially if you uh, pick dual weapon fighting uh, or if you pick dual weapon mastery, uh, you can just really just go off on one attack turn. If you mix that with uh, action surge and uh, that dual weapon mastery, no uh, proficiency attack, uh, you can just have a ridiculous amount of attacks for one turn at level 11. Uh, and then to cap it off, uh, so this is uh, they kind of have a little bit of a gap for the core fighter class up until level 20. Uh, nice things you're getting a lot of feats in between there. Uh, but at level 20, you're going to pick up the Master of Combat feat. So you can choose uh, between your Strength or Dexterity to increase by two, and your Constitution will go up by two as well. Uh, the nice thing is a Maximum goes up by two. So uh, if you're capped off at level 20, it's gonna allow you to go to level twenty-two or to not level 20. If you're capped off your ABI at 20, it's gonna allow you to push that to 22 You uh, get a plus six to the stat. Uh, so great there, that'd be cool on its own. Uh, but the nice thing is too, is it also bumps you up to four attacks per turn when you take an attack action. So uh, eight attacks with action surge, uh, that's not even including if you're doing dual or twin weapon fighting, how much you can kind of pour on there with the extras.
0: Just wild, just wild. So, very cool. Yeah. Uh, as you as you mentioned in there, Tegan, you know the core features. There's a gap between eleventh and twentieth level. Uh, but of course, you have all those ability score improvements in there. So that's a big part of it. Um, you know. So it, it's not that there's not anything there in the fighter. There's there's plenty there, and and uh, yeah, just some some. As I said in the beginning, the fighter it it really lives up to its name. Uh, as a class. So good set of core features there. Uh, Next up, we can head into the archetypes uh, subclasses for uh, the fighter and uh, lots of options here. As with the Star Wars 5e, there's a ton of options available and they they cover all different sorts of things. So, um, you know, we can look at that. So, uh, Tegan, let's look at the archetypes. Let's go over there. There's four, uh, four archetypes that are in the uh, core rulebook, part of the core rules, and then um, a bunch more uh, that are enhanced uh, or expanded content, if you will. But uh, let's go over those first four initially. Uh, what's available for the fighter there?
1: Definitely. So the first one is the Assault Specialist. Uh, So this one's a cool one. Uh, Basically, core features brute force where once per turn. uh, You can add an additional 1d4, which scales up as you level uh, to the weapon's damage. So kind of a good way to get some extra damage in. Uh, You also get some uh, extra proficiency bonuses to your uh, strength, dexterity, or constitution checks that don't already include the bonus. So it gives you a little bit of extra, just kind of a oomph you can put to that. Uh, so, definitely a fun one, especially if you're looking to do some heavy damage. Uh, after that, you've got the heavy weapons specialist. Uh, So this is another cool one. This is going to give you some uh, good options, especially if you want to wield some of the the bigger weapons. Uh, But main feature you get with this is the rock steady feature. Uh, And basically this is going to allow you to, uh, if you move less than half your speed while wielding the weapon uh, with heavy or strength properties, uh, you have advantage on saving throws to be from being restrained, moved or knocked prone. Uh, And that advantage lasts to the end of your next turn. So it's one of those ones that can pretty stack with you. Uh, The nice thing, too, is you also get to add strength uh, modifier to any charisma or intimidation checks you make with a heavy weapon. So this can be a good one if you want to have a real big weapon and really kind of push people around uh, to get that archetype through. Uh, The next one uh, that's part of that core archetypes is the shield specialist. Uh, so this is going to be your tech caster or kind of a per tech caster for the fighter class. Uh, this is going to give you some uh, tech options with your fighter work really well uh, because uh, the tech powers are short rest recharge uh, is all about short rest. Uh, so this can kind of make you sure you can get some cool powers you can bring without changing your rest type or changing how your fighter format functions. Uh, the other cool thing you get with this, too, outside of the tech abilities, uh, is you get to take the guard action as a bonus action on your turn. Uh, so we touched about guard action uh, the last episode, uh, but that's going to be a good one, especially the fighter. You've got a good HP pool and probably strong AC. Uh, this could be a good way to use your bonus action to help keep your, uh, your companion safe as you're going through a battle. Uh and then also uh we got the tactical specialist, which is my favorite for uh the archetypes. Uh this is basically a, a reimagining of the battle master class. Uh so it has some Cool things with it, with uh, the conversion. My favorite, you get, so you get the maneuvers and things like that with normal with the Battle Master class, uh, so you get some extra ones compared to a typical fighter, uh, but the really cool thing with this class is you get that signature maneuver, uh, which basically allows you to use once per turn any maneuver or one maneuver that you know, kind of your signature one uh, for free. It doesn't take any superiority dice, uh, so you can kind of stack that up, get some extra damage and get some extra battlefield control uh, that you can just reliably use uh, any fight
0: that you're at. Excellent. Uh, yeah, definitely a, a great one there. And the other four, uh, that are part of that core rule book, as I mentioned, uh, a few more here that we'll, uh, work through again, uh, just briefly touching on, you know, maybe core feature, uh, but just, a uh, few more things that you can add, uh, to your class, uh, you know, or, or different, uh, routes you can take, uh, Tegan, tell us, uh, the rest of the, uh, options available here
1: definitely uh well the next big one that you get is the uh add specialist which is going to be your force class uh so that's going to give you some force powers and some cool uh abilities you can kind of mesh in with those force powers too uh so it's a long rest one though. so just want to keep in mind for those powers just to make sure you use them sparingly for the fights uh after that you get the blade master specialist Uh, This is a cool one too. This is going to be one they can actually add in your uh, unarmored defense, Uh, you can actually get unarmored defense versus uh, having to wear heavy armor. So cool one to check out they get some uh, nice features too with their adaptive fighting one. Uh, So definitely one to take a look at if you want to have a fighter that's really all about his blade and not too concerned with the armor. Uh, after that, you've got the Demolitionist, demolitionist Specialist. Uh, this is going to be a cool one if you really want to have uh, got an explosive expert. It uh, gives you proficiency in the Demolitions Kit and also gives you some cool features with explosive charge uh, that you can use uh, once per short rest uh, to create some uh, different explosions around the battlefield. Uh, after that, you've got the, uh, the Enhancement Specialist uh this one's a good one this is going to uh basically so this would be one you're using a ranged weapon kind of similar to the arcane archer but uh changed up quite a bit uh basically you're gonna get special ammunition uh at each shot uh we have two of them that you start with but each shot can do something cool with it uh nice thing too is you can stack these with maneuvers that you have as well and really get some crazy effects you can throw on an enemy that you're fighting uh after that you've got the uh, exhibition specialist uh this is what i like uh this is a pretty cool one uh i think it's one of the newer-ish ones uh but this one basically kind of a kind of has a flavor a little bit of a gladiator uh you get proficiency at a charisma skill of your choice uh but the nice thing with it uh is you can use your bonus action to mark a creature within 30 feet of you uh and with that you can add half your charisma modifier to weapon damage uh your critical hit range and Increases by one, and if the creature that you mark reduces to zero points, you gain hit points equal to your fighter level plus charisma. Uh, so this is a fun one. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it's a pretty sweet one, especially if you're going for that gladiator background. Uh, moving on, that now, from that one, you get the mounted specialist, uh, which is going to give you uh, your own little mount. So you gain proficiency in animal handling and piloting. Uh, and you get the uh, born to uh, to the saddle feature. Uh, So if you're gonna be kind of an area where you're gonna frequently have an animal or kind of access to a speeder bike, this could definitely be a fun one to add a little flavor to your character. Uh, Also uh, after that, uh, you've got the Praetorian specialist. Uh, So this one uh, is going to uh, just give you a few extra Pieces for helping you kind of shield yourself uh, in battle. Uh, You can use your uh, bonus action on the attack to give yourself advantage on attack rolls to the end of your next turn. Uh, And when you do so, you get five extra hit points too. Uh, And those hit points, uh, are temporary hit points, I should say. Uh, And those temporary hit points increase as you level up within the class. So just a good one to do some extra damage, get a little HP back. Uh, Pretty similar to the Samurai class uh, from regular 5e. Uh, And then to wrap it up for the archetypes, uh, you get the totem specialist. Uh, So this one's uh, kind of a little bit of force flavor to it, but uh, you have different totems that you can choose. Uh, Kind of similar to the Rune Knight from traditional 5e. Uh, Those different totems will have uh, different effects you can manifest once for a short rest. So check it out. This is a cool one, especially if you're building like a... uh, uh, kind of one of the ones from more of a uh, primitive world, like, uh, like Ewok or something like that. Uh, this could be a fun one to throw some flavor on it.
0: Yeah, that, uh, I think you played an Ewok totem once uh, in a one shot, yeah? Is that, did, was that the one you choose? Or was that the. That was our holiday special, I think, actually. I played the Ewok,
1: but he was a berserker. So I made a oh, little Ewok creature. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just thinking of, I think the artwork for the totem is an Ewok. So I think that must be the. I think I've had somebody play that one. That's a cool one. But anyway, um, yeah, all all uh, very cool options there for the archetypes for the fighter. Uh, something for everyone. Uh, definitely uh, no no. Um You know, no lack of options, that's for sure. So, but uh, all right, we've gone through our core uh, features, we've looked at the archetypes, and now it's uh, time to flush out the character, uh, talk about some uh, suggestions for feats, uh, look at some things for background to choose initially. And then, you know, as you mentioned earlier, with all the ability score improvements and, um, you know, maybe getting a, a feat with that if you use some rules for that, lots of options to grab some feats here um and then after that we'll look at multi-classing but uh, first tegan uh you know when they're building a character from uh, the start what's uh, some good feats for a background to look at
1: definitely so fighter is kind of a uh, easier and harder for this uh so Easier, so on your guys's part, because basically anything that improves your strength, decks, or even constitution can be a great feat to start off with. Uh, so it just kind of depends on what you want to do. So, the fighter, the cool thing with it, is especially with how many different feats you're going to be able to get through your time as a fighter, it gives you just a little bit of flexibility to pick what's important to your PC. Uh, so, a couple that I'd recommend, depending on what type of build you're going for uh brawny can be a good one uh gives you uh the expertise athletics if you don't already have if you have proficiency already with it but it also gives you a plus one to your strength uh the uh another great one is weapon expert as well that's going to give you uh just uh either a bonus to strength dexterity or constitution if you're going for more of a Dex build, uh, Stealthy can be a great one. Uh, you could also do Prone, Combatant, Quick fingered. Uh, there's a lot of cool ones too that can just give you some extra flavor, some extra things you can kind of put into your backstory, uh, as well as that boost to Dex and giving you some more options to work with. Uh, Outside of that, I would say the ones that give you kind of an increase, um, one that could be a decent fit to is the tech dabbler or force dabbler. Uh, if you want to pick up uh, just a couple of force powers or tech powers to round out your fighter, uh, that could be a good way to do so and gets a little bit more utility to study that that can bring to bear. Uh, but those are the background feats. Uh, the additional feats, so kind of the ones after uh, you kind of get going and start leveling, uh, those ones, kind of, they're kind of wide open on them. Uh, so it's just a fighter can pretty slot into pretty much any role. So it just kind of depends on what you really want to do with it. Uh, the areas I would definitely kind of encourage you to focus uh, on or at least take a look at while you're going over them uh, is are the fighting styles and masteries. Uh, you get one of each for free, uh, but both of those can be great ways to add some additional styles or masteries uh, and hopefully let you get some more kind of utility or some more function out of your fighter. Uh, and especially if your DM does uh, the feet plus uh, one ABI, the fighting style is because you get a one, uh, either a bonus to your strength or dexterity, can be a great way to still bump up your decks or bump up your strength uh, while getting something cool with it, too. Uh, so, definitely recommend taking a look at those. Uh, other ones that can be a good fit, uh, if you want to get some more uh, of the uh, superiority die, uh, taking uh, the, uh, what's it called, the maneuvers or, I uh, forgot what that feat is named off the top of my head, uh, but that could be a good one to get some more uh, maneuvers and resources you can bring to bear. Uh, Supreme accuracy is another one uh, that could be a good one. That also lets you bump up your uh, decks with intelligence, wisdom or charisma. Uh, but if you have an advantage, let's reroll another dice. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's pretty wide open just to what you want to do. Uh, the only one, especially if you have a high level campaign that you're playing in, uh, I'd recommend if you check, if you get to level 12, checking out some of the capstone meets uh blinding agility if you're going for a dex build or titan's power especially if you're going for a strength build uh can be crazy especially titan's power if you can uh all the attacks you can stack up with a fighter uh just a lot you can pile on damage wise so check those out if you make it to that high level but otherwise fighters is really one of those ones you can pick what kind of works best for your build it's pretty wide open what you can go after
0: yeah, so much there. Uh, Tegan, I want to ask uh, just kind of your opinion on what you do for this uh, with the ability score improvements and then the feet plus one uh, variant. Do you allow, with a fighter, would you allow that for each one or do you stick uh, to to the core ones that match everybody else?
1: So actually I did. So uh, with my uh, regular D&D game, which actually takes – mirrors a lot of the star wars 5e rules uh i had a fighter uh and i let him take it with the other uh, the additional beats too so, so everyone's one yeah. yeah uh so i don't usually go to super high level i usually cap off at about 10 because uh that's usually where i, I kind of enjoyed the damning 10 and below uh so it doesn't get crazy at that point if you're going to be going 1 to 20 you may want to limit it but from where we played it wasn't it didn't change it too much so it's still pretty balanced
0: there. right because i think uh sixth and twelfth are those the additional ones
1: definitely so for that range yeah, six and twelfth would be Or no six and tenth, six and.
0: okay yeah so uh just you know something to keep in mind of course that if you're going to use that uh like i think i personally uh you know the way i run that because i i love the feet plus one variant uh but yeah it's just you can only utilize that when um uh you know when it matches the other classes so fourth eighth etc things like that but of course that's uh you know your own preference at your table how you want to run that so but uh yeah good options there for the feats um one last piece here that we always like to present is the multi-classing options uh definitely a few things here uh fighter on its own is already uh, has a lot to offer and you know maybe it's good to dip into fighter uh, for things or see if there's anything else that can uh enhance the fighter so tegan what do you got uh, for multi-classing
1: definitely if you're gonna multi-class there's a couple good ones to do with fighter the hard thing with fighter is especially if you want to check to see with your DM how many levels or what level he you expects your campaign to cap off at uh because it- going to level 20 with fighter getting those four attacks can be huge Uh, but there's also depending on what you're doing some things that you can kind of sacrifice with a couple other builds to to get and pick up Uh, now fighter i think my favorite multi-class option for it uh is berserker Uh, berserker is going to give you some cool things uh, that are going to help you make you better at your fighter job uh so basically if you're doing a berserker depending on how much you want or how much you're okay with delaying your other fighter stuff uh you can go uh between levels one and three is what i'd recommend uh one and two kind of being the best ones but if you really wanted to pick up danger sets which isn't a bad idea or the berserker approach um, those can be good Uh, but the big thing you want from those first two levels at least are going to be rage which is going to be huge for a fighter uh because most times the fighter unless you're doing one of the caster Subclasses. You're not going to have to worry about casting anything. Uh, so, rage is going to give you uh, immunity to kinetic and energy damage, or not immunity, sorry, resistance to kinetic and uh, energy damage. Uh, and so, you can take a lot less damage. It's also going to allow you to uh, add on some rage damage, too. So, you're going to get a little bit more damage you can dish out. Uh, it just makes life a lot easier for you there. Uh, and if you go two levels, uh, you get reckless attack which is huge. Uh, So uh, basically with a fighter, you're probably gonna have a good AC with your armor. Uh, This is gonna allow you to attack recklessly, which is going to give you advantage on any attacks, but attacks would have disadvantage, would have advantage against you. So just kind of be aware of that, but this is gonna be a good way to make sure you can hit when you need to, Uh, but also big piece of level two with uh, the Star Wars 5E system. Is you're gonna get those berserkers instincts. Uh, you're gonna get to pick two, I think. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, you get two uh, instincts you can pick. Uh, so you can either add some more resistances, some another fighting style, there's a lot you can do with this. Uh, so two levels for sure. If there's a approach you want, or you really like Danger Sense, levels can be good uh but just make sure you kind of time it out appropriately because you're gonna be delaying some of your fighter stuff uh and for fighter two i should mention this before i don't recommend multi-classing before level five uh so at least start at level five and then make sure you're okay with uh kind of delaying your level six speed or an abi uh but after that you can kind of go through and see which classes would fit you best uh but berserker is definitely a, a big one outside of berserker some of the other ones you can do um, Operative is one of those ones that's always good for uh multi-class uh operative uh, i probably would only go level or one or two levels into it one probably being the the ideal unless you really want cunning action uh but for one level of operative you can pick up uh sneak attack uh as well as uh expertise uh so it just gives you some good options there some resources you can bring to bear uh, it's is going to be more for a dex fighter, though, because you have to make sure you're fo- following the sneak attack rules for it, uh, but otherwise you can kind of flow into that pretty easily. Uh, and then other things you can get for it, too, if you wanted to go three levels, sharpshooter sure, sure could be a good archetype to pick up, but generally I wouldn't recommend going three levels for operative. Uh, and then finally, the, the the other big multi-class one I would suggest for a fighter, and this, if you do this one, I'd almost kind of... A, urge you to go with the adept fighter, uh, but the guardian archety- or guardian class can be a fun one for fighter, uh, just lets you pick up some good uh, additional smites or force enhanced strikes you can do uh, to add a little bit extra damage to uh, any attack you go off on. But only one to two level, or two levels of that to pick up the force enhanced strikes. Uh, generally, you won't need to go past that unless you really want an aura or something else that the guardian class has.
0: Excellent. Yeah, all, all good uh, options there to uh, to just kind of enhance your build overall uh, if you want to look at adding something uh, to the fighter class. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, any any last comments overall on the fighter, uh, Tegan, before we wrap up?
1: Uh, nothing too big. Uh, the big thing with fighter is just kind of uh, it's one of those wide open classes. So uh, there's a lot of classes kind of narrow you into a certain way you have to play it fighter between the archetypes the fighting styles the masteries uh, the feats you can pretty much do what you want with it so just got to make sure you kind of come up with a concept with it and just kind of map it out uh one thing too with this one uh because a lot of people especially coming over from regular 5e kind of have the fighter as a more simplistic class uh star wars 5e with the fighting styles and masteries really give it a lot of depth so if you do have a new player kind of help them go through it because there's a lot they have to pick from and there's some cool stuff they can do, but it can be a little overwhelming at first.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Lots, lots of options, which, uh, you know, is a good thing, but of course, you know, you can, can maybe get uh, a little overwhelmed there. So just take your time and, and uh, be able to find uh, the perfect build that you're looking for. So, excellent. Uh, that is our spotlight on the fighter class for Star Wars 5e. Uh, hopefully, those that are interested in the class this helps out. Uh, you know, with with the basic rundown and what it offers, and um, you know, just expands on uh, a way to take in that information besides just reading through the the book. But of course, definitely do that if you're interested in the class. All right, so uh, next episode, we're going to look at uh, the conditions uh, in Star Wars 5e. There's a lot of them out there. And just we actually we had them, uh, we were going over them with our last episode on like the actions of combat, but episode ran long, so we trimmed it. And we're just going to dedicate a whole episode to that as well, which I think will be worthwhile. Uh, so go over that, talk about what they are, what they do, maybe how to utilize them. Um, you know, pre- resist them, things like that. So uh, conditions will be up next. And uh, I think uh, that's it. Otherwise, as always, thank you to all of our supporters, listeners, followers, uh, Patreons, especially check out that uh, new Patreon adventure as well. Let us know how that campaign is going for you. And uh also dungeonjedimasters.com check it out and uh get you guys uh, some new uh dungeon jedi masters swag we will uh see you all next time may the force be with you may the force be with you